Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. I believe the emphasis is on that last phrase. He knoweth not how. He knoweth not how. It still amazes me as many years and many times as I've seen seed go into the ground. It still amazes me that out of a dry bag of beans that I can put those in the ground and when it gets wet and encounters the nutrition of dirt, before you know it, it'll spring up out of the ground. It's a mystery. You say, it's not a mystery. Biologists can tell us all about it. They can tell us about it. And there's amazing things that scientists and biologists can do. But it's a miracle of God how the seed does its work. It blows my mind how something that's dry, like a bean seed, can still have life in it. Yet God does that. You see, if it were up to me to figure out how to make the seed come back to life, I'd mess it all up. Now, my job is to sow the seed. But the result is to be left in the hands of God. The, the Bible just gives us this picture of this farmer. There's a certain element of faith in farming. Somebody told me the, some of the biggest gamblers you'll ever meet are farmers. <laughs> it's a, it's, you know, you plant the seed, you gotta leave it up to the Lord. I wouldn't call that gambling at all. You plant the seed and you leave it to the Lord. The Bible gives this picture of this man. He just sows, puts the seed in the ground and he wakes night and day. Wakes night and day. He goes by and looks at it and eventually he begins to see the blade come out of the ground. Here's the point. He knows not how. He doesn't know how it works, but he knows it does. And so therefore, he always sows seed. You see, you can make excuses why you're not witnessing, why you're not soul winning, why you're not giving out gospel tracts, why you're not pointing people to the Word of God. You can say, I don't know, I've never seen it work just like that. That's not up to you. The product and the results are not up to you. That's up to God. And I don't know how or when God does a work in people's heart, but He does, and my job is to faithfully sow the seed, and it's your job too. We're to be carrying the Word of God with us and spreading the seed, sowing the seed. It's one of the things in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, there was to be sowing. And God would do the work and cause it to grow and flourish. But then there was also, number three, in the kingdom of God, reaping. Reaping. The Bible says in verse number 29, back up to verse 28, The earth bringeth forth fruit of of herself. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. And here came the harvest. And the Bible says in verse 29, But when the fruit is brought forth, 
Immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Guess what happens? The result of sowing and God doing the work was reaping. It was an encouraging thing when you were dependent upon the garden, dependent upon the harvest, when it came out of the ground. Hallelujah, it's taken, it's, taken, it's growing. It was an important thing, an exciting thing when it began to get size, began to, the fruit began to develop. But when you saw that ear of corn come out to the place where you knew it was strong enough and healthy enough, where you could take from that corn and you could eat some of it, and you could take from that corn and you could plant some of it next year. And there was something wonderful about the harvest. And God has given us a picture here and something we need to know about the kingdom of God. Sowing, He does the work, and we get to reap the harvest. Now, there's a harvest coming. If you'll sow the word, God will use it, and He'll change the hearts and lives of men and women. Nothing is so so unusual to me as having the opportunity to preach and then hear folks tell me what God has helped them and spoke to them about. I know you've heard preachers say this. But I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say it again because it just always blows my mind. So many times I get up here and I preach and I think, man, alive, I don't know, I, I probably shouldn't be preaching. That's terrible. I don't know how anybody got anything possibly out of that mess that I just tried to present. What a disaster. And ten people coming to me after the service, man, I needed that. Wow, I need, God spoke to my heart right here about that. And I'm like, how'd that happen? <laughs> God did the work. It's not up to me anyway. I'm to be His faithful messenger. And there was a harvest just because of a willingness to sow. It helps people. Sowing seed and letting God work helps people. Sowing seed and letting God work changes people's lives. Sowing seed and letting God work for our own sake and for your own sake Promises a reaping. Folks, I want you to know something. There is eternal reward. We will reap what we sow in heaven as a reward if we'll be faithful to sow the seed, the Word of God. You see, sowing has benefit now and benefit in the future. Sowing seed has benefit now. What do you get to do? I love when the corn comes out in the garden. Isn't that wonderful? Man, what a reward. You've watched that corn grow, and then you've plucked five or six ears off of the off of the uh, stalk. And the way I do it is I cut off both ends. I shuck it down to where there's about three layers of shuck left on it. And I put it in the microwave, two minutes per ear. And when that thing's done, you pull it out of the microwave, and you just, you don't have to pull all that hair off. You just wipe it off, and it all just kind of comes straight off. And I put a little bit of salt on there or nothing at all. And I eat it. Man, it's wonderful. How many of you like fresh sweet corn? Isn't that good? Whew. Let's talk about green beans for a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, There's reward now. Folks, I want you to know something. It's rewarding to watch God take... What feeble effort you put forth and give you some benefit in the here and the now. But I want you to know something else that's more important. 
God rewards us in eternity, in the future, for being willing to be faithful sowers of the seed today. You see, you plant that seed and you eat the corn. Or you say, and you save back a few ears and you plant it again next year because it's going to reap a bounty from year to year to year to year. And seed that is sown, the gospel seed that we sow, we not only get to experience the joys of watching God's Word change lives now, we get the joys of watching God's Word change our eternity. And we reap the benefit of the sowing in the kingdom of God. And God doing the work in the kingdom of God. And the reaping in the kingdom of God. Next. Those are the first three. What else do we need to know about the kingdom of God? Number four. The Bible says in verse number 30, He said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs. The next picture is this. A little tiny mustard seed sown that becomes a great herb. In Matthew chapter number 13, it becomes a great herb and then becomes a tree, which that was kind of weird. It shouldn't have been a tree. And we're going to get to that point. But there's some things we need to know about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, the people that were listening to Jesus talk, they were hoping that the kingdom of God would just go boom and everything would change and Rome would be uh, subdued and Israel would be on the top. Wow, the kingdom of God, it happened right Boom, like that. But Jesus said, oh, wait, wait just a minute. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And the gospel seed began in insignificance with something very small. You see, the king of kings and lord of lords, he wasn't born in a palace. He was born in Bethlehem in a manger. He wasn't born to a prince and a queen or a prince and a princess. He was born to a little virgin girl named Mary. And Jesus, the seed of the gospel, began in insignificance. Small, lowly, the Bible says, of Lowly birth. But what did it do? When it was sown, it grew. And the work of God has grown. Isn't it amazing what the work of God has done? You see, out of Bethlehem, out of the Savior, the work of the gospel has reached us and reached all over the world. It's fun to think about the insignificance of that little beginning, that small beginning. It began with Jesus and a few disciples. And it grew to a larger group. And Peter preached and 5,000 people, 3,000 people got saved on the day of Pentecost. And in the temple, a little bit later, 
5,000 people got saved and churches began to spread. And the apostle Paul was used of God to plant churches all over the known world at that time. And the gospel spread and God did a work. And what happened? Insignificance, a small little seed grew into something amazing. And I want you to know something. The effects of the gospel in this world are amazing. Everywhere the gospel seed is gone. Tribes of nomads have quit practicing cannibalism and baby sacrifices. Where the gospel's gone, men have stopped beating their wives and wives have stopped beating their husbands. Where the gospel's gone, God's done a work. Hospitals have sprung up. Churches have grown. The poor have been fed. The needs of men and women have been met. But more than anything, the gospel, the truth that Jesus saves has been preached and heard and received. And men and women and boys and girls have had their eternity secured through the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now when you are tempted not to get involved in the kingdom of God because you say, it's, I'm so small, that's your pride. And our small part in the kingdom of God has the ability and the opportunity to do mighty things. How many of you ever heard of the name Edward Kimball? If you know who Edward Kimball is, would you raise your hand? One. You spoiled it for me. I'm just kidding. How many of you know who Billy Graham is? Let me tell you about something. Edward Kimball was a little backwards young man who got a burden for a boy he saw selling shoes. Went into the shoe store and gave the gospel to a man named D.L. Moody. A little boy had been kicked out of his home because his mom couldn't afford to feed him anymore. A teenage boy, young teenager. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chihuahua Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chillhowie Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.